Hi everyone, this is I Asia from the Peace and Preparation blog and podcast. And I'm just so excited to introduce to you guys someone that I know named Moshe for our Sons of God series. And Moshe is going to talk to us a little bit about what he's doing, his purpose in life, and um, who he is. So I'm going to give the floor over to Moshe to introduce himself. And then we're going to just talk a little bit about Moshe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everyone, from Peace and Preparation. Uh, my name is Moshe, 26, <laughs> um, artist, human being, you know, uh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so you have a lot of titles, you have a lot of roles. Let's talk about that. Okay, so you said that you're you are an artist. Yeah. Um, I feel like artist is such a general position, or I guess a general. There's so many different aspects of art. So, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what art you, what kind of art you're in, or what type of art you do? Um. So. Career-wise, I'm a graphic designer, so that's my main focus. I focus on uh, digital work, um, get into some physical work. You know, this piece right here you see in the corner, that's something I printed out also. Okay. You know, but mainly digital stuff, you know, graphics. What made you, what made you um, choose a career in graphics and digital work? Um, well, I've always been a hands-on person. Art always been my thing growing up. Um, I used to like write in my mom's books. I used to hate it growing up. You know, I used to just draw figures in them. Um, so art was always something I was a part of. You know, I loved colors growing up. Um, but it wasn't until, so my first year in school, my first two years in school, I studied culinary arts. Oh, and yeah. You know, this goes back to the hands-on thing. You know, cooking is also a form of art. Right. <clears throat> I studied that for two years, but going through it career-wise, well, I was still early in development stages, but um, just seeking that out as, a, as like, okay, what I want to do this as a career. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I don't have to go to school to learn how to cook. That's just something experiential. That comes in time, so. Right. Um, after the two years was done, I transferred to University of Buffalo and from there I studied graphic design. So I tapped back into the arts and it, I don't know, it like think about it, it's like, it's almost like God given, you know, cause it's like my main, my focus was just to do what I wanted to do. Like enjoy what I wanted to do, you know, I wasn't looking for which major paid the most okay. or, you know, which, which major required the less work. You know, my focus <laughs> was on what do I want to do? You know, like what I knew I would appreciate doing. And it was back to the art scene. Well, you know, that I just want to highlight that because I feel like so many people are told, you know, from young, you should go into this because you'll make this amount of money. Or mm -hmm. I think that you're really good at that. Sometimes we have, you know, friends and family who kind of project their own ideas onto us for careers and stuff like that. Do you feel like, or did you have, you know, family members who helped cultivate what it is that you wanted to do and pursuing your dreams? 
Man, I feel like deja vu. I just did like another podcast with my friends, so it's a bit similar question. But um, like the the way it was, it was my mom was more strict and my dad was more like lenient. Okay. And there was no quote unquote direction on like do this. This would be a good thing to do. You know, like most families, like I know a lot of Caribbean families or a lot of Eastern families, like oh, be a doctor, lawyer. Or, you know, something that's going to make money, you know, for me, yeah. it catered to that way. It was just like, do what you want to do, do what you feel like doing. Um, and especially with my father, he was he was the type of person or he is the type of person um, to say. Or he said growing up, he was like, I don't want to hinder you from doing what you want to do. Like, I don't ever want to become a burden like if he gives me this way, but then I grow up and be like, listen, dad, I always want to be this growing up. Like he didn't want to be that person, you know? So he was, he was the type of person to cheer me on or whatever I did. So growing, growing up playing sports, he supported it. Um, doing art, he supported it, you know, because he was just that type of support system for me. That's amazing. Okay. That's good to know. Cause mm. um, everybody's not story. Isn't like that. So it's good to know that your father was definitely push you in a direction that you wanted to go and supporting you along that. And I'm pretty sure that was very helpful for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And what, did, how about your mother? What was her? Cause you said she was a little bit more strict than you. Yeah, dad. she was, she was more strict. And that's more like towards, actually going outside it wasn't until I started playing sports where you know that was my excuse to get out later you know um but my mom definitely supported the arts too like she was the one looking into different programs like okay it's this program I'm gonna sign you up for to do art or I'm gonna sign you up for this program or this program you know because I never I would I was never looking out for programs and be like mom I want to do this it was just okay. doing it at home you know like makeshift type things like just drawing on um scrap papers and putting books together. Like I used to I used to make comic books like oh, <laughs> growing up. Yeah, I used to draw comic books growing up man. do you still have them by any chance? Not at all. Oh yeah not at all. <laughs> yeah. So um she definitely was a, a big help too signing me up for different programs. Um because she did a lot of like community based things. So she had access to a lot of um just she seeing what programs was available and for after school programs and summer programs. So that was definitely a big support too. Okay, so it sounds like your parents were definitely your biggest supporters. Yeah. Okay, so, and it, was, it sounds like it was a team effort. That's great, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> can you kind of give us a like a idea of what is a day in the life for you? Mm. Like what does your, what is a day, what does a day look like for you on so, average? On average, I gotta I gotta break it down on average. <laughs> my days are spontaneous nowadays, you know. Um, in this COVID climate, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people stay home, but that's that's I don't follow suit to that, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back and forth from New York and Buffalo, you know, currently in Buffalo. Um, but then you can find me in Atlanta. You can find me in Miami. You can find me in California. You know, so I, okay. I'll be I'll be jumping all over the place, but on a simple term, it's pretty much work. You know, I work a job nine to five, you know, um, which is a blessing work remotely. I'm in this a New York City job, but I'm in Buffalo. Um, so wake up, pray, <laughs> you know, that's my mornings, hop on the computer, um, do work, 
make a couple phone calls, have a couple meetings. Um, in between, I do like other work for other people. Um, so I kind of like freelance in between the days also. Okay. Um, yeah, I be, I be, when I think about my days, I feel like I'm so boring. Like, really? I just, yeah, I just, I just be working. <laughs> I mean, but you, it's graphic design. So I could imagine that that's, that's difficult. I Are mean, you... some people. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you're, an artist, so. <laughs> you're an artist, so that's probably totally different. Yeah. Um, so what type of design do you do for your work? Graphic design do you do for your, your current job? So we do a lot of, we call them digital assets. Like, so we work with different clients and within our clients, we'll have assets from them, which basically is like a style guide or style sheet. Okay. So let's say if we're doing something, um, let's say there's an Army Navy, game, Army Navy game that we just completed. So that's a football game they have annually. And Army Navy have their own set of designs or graphics, like the school Army have their own logos and the school Navy have their own logos, their own brand colors. And what we do is we take those things and USAA, which is like what my company is. Yes. Or my client, our clients. Um, so we take their assets and put things together so everybody's represented in a in a um, equal manner, I guess. You know, so that can be print stuff, that can be digital stuff. Uh, we can make assets for websites. So you might go to USA.com, you may see some pictures that we retouch. Okay. Um, you might see um, some documents we put together for them visually. Um, so it's basically like brand identity type of things with whatever sponsors and um, that USA have specifically. That doesn't sound easy. That sounds <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very uh, tedious. Can yeah, it could be. It could be because in the corporate world, it's like, especially for something like art, what you have to do, you know, we have, we call like a creative brief. And with a creative brief, they'll tell you what they want. So it'll be like a Word document. Like, okay, we're looking for this. This is some rep, um, references from last year where we like, or this is what this company did that we use and as we want to use as a reference. And okay. we read it, we look at it, and then we use the assets once again, like the brand guidelines, and we put together these um, these things. But we put it together, then we share it internally. And because we have a client, we put it together, it gets approved, we send it to the client, and then they have to approve it. If it don't get approved, they bring it back down the line, then we have to do it again, bring it back, you know? So that's the, that's the tedious part that could uh, um, happen during the process. Like, it's just a whole bunch of eyes that see it before the public see it. Okay, I mean, which is understandable. Um I'm pretty sure they want something as perfect and represents them to the T. Absolutely. So on so a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your, your enjoyment for your job and what you're doing? Oh man, to be honest, it just got knocked down to a nine. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> simply because um, I'm just in this, this period of my life to where I just feel like I want something new. Okay. And not as far as, just like a new project, you know, um, I'm looking to buy a home. So it's, I just want to see something new. Like it's, it's that point to where, you know, it feels like you're just spinning on a wheel, you know, like the rat race feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though my life is pretty spontaneous. It just, I just feel like something just have to, something have to happen, you know? And usually when I feel like that, I'll take a vacation, but this yeah. feeling is, is bigger than a vacation. Like I, just, I need, I need something like new. I like need something, you know. <laughs> it sounds like if I'm 
saying this correctly, it definitely sounds like you are seeking a different journey regarding your career path, or at least the work that you're doing in terms of your purpose. Yeah, but I don't even know if it's work. That's the thing. Okay. Like, so I'm trying to just shoot down all the avenues. So um, my plan is to move to Arizona. Um, I got a couple of friends out there. I'm planning on moving to Arizona for a couple, for the winter season. And then we'll see what happens from there. Cause I don't want to experience a New York winter no more. Um, so, especially in Buffalo, Lord. Man. That'll be one thing that's new. Like I said, I'm also looking into buying a home. Um, so I've been going down those paths. My first one I'm looking for is in Buffalo. So if I live in Arizona, I'm still going to own a home in Buffalo. Okay, that's um, awesome. So doing that. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just different things I'm looking, looking to, not just like career-wise, you know? Right. Yeah. All right. You have a lot of things lined up, Moshe. Okay, that's great. Well, you know, since you gave me a lot of in-depth in terms of career, I kind of just want to explore just uh, a little bit more of who you are in terms of, you know, what you're just a little bit, I guess, a little bit more into your purpose. Yeah. So, and then just your experiences in general outside of your work environment. Okay. So one of my questions is, think back and reflect on your life achieve achievements mm. what are you most proud of man you might you might have to edit this and <laughs> cut out this thinking time <laughs> no, okay. take your time it takes time uh -huh. to think about the things you've accomplished now yes yeah That's deep. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I it's really hard for me to be surface level with my questions. Like I guess yeah. my background in social work, but yeah. um, <laughs> I really like to get to the, the meat and potatoes. Thank yeah. You. <clears throat> you know, I gotta, I gotta do like the fast forward thinking, but something I, I could say I'm proud of is. obtaining a specific character that people know they can rely on me. Okay, okay, that's awesome. I think that's pretty important um, because the lack of, you know, um, just, just following a certain moral code book and like the idea of being a light, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I, this, this conversation, this is sound, it sounds weird to me guys. I think about it because like I don't ever like to talk about myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think being a person where somebody could could have the idea, like, yo, I think, I think I could trust him, you know? Yeah. Um, because trust, trust is something that's is big nowadays. And right. for somebody to have trust in you, like knowing that you're gonna, like if you can't do something, like they'll understand it, but it's like to even be thought about like, yo, nine times out of 10, like I know I could rely on you. You know, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty achievable. Right, something. 
I agree. And that, that says a lot about your integrity as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just not a lot of people would say that. And that says a lot. That that definitely says a lot about your character that you value. Like you said, you you value your morality, you know, your ethics. And it's more important for you to be someone that people know that they can look to and, and uh, be supported by and trust. Mm-hmm. So that, that definitely says a lot. I think that was deeper than my my question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You caught me with that one. Okay, so that was a good question. I'm, I'm yeah. happy about that. Mm, shout out to the social worker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have another question. This might be a little deep too. Okay. Um, but I think it's important for just everyone to kind of understand that as much as, you know, we are accomplishing things and really doing some great work and stuff like that. Everybody goes through conflict and um, has hardships in life. So yeah, uh, I wanna ask you, how have you overcome hardships or what are some ways that you handle conflict? Man, God, God is the only way I could handle conflicts. <laughs> you know, uh, you feel me, it's, it's the only way. Um, and I had this, I had this realization, I guess we can call it um, a couple of times, but I think as human beings, we get caught up in just the physical world a lot yeah. to where we forget that there's a, pi- a power higher than us. Mm. And sometimes we get caught in this cycle to where we think everything that happens in our world, that we have the power to, con- to control it, to make it change. Mm. And it's a layered conversation because we could, you know, you you have the power to alter your life, right. how you run it. But at the end of the day, there's something that's greater and higher. And sometimes things happen because you need to learn something in that moment, or you need to learn something about yourself, or about the people around the setting. It's always something to learn. And when life doesn't go your way, that doesn't mean it's always bad. You know, it's just, you need to take time to just pay attention. So as for how I overcome is like just just checking in like okay this this seemed a little bigger than me like what 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 are you trying to tell me God it's like what are you trying to show me how can I overcome this because this is not ideal for me but how can we get forward (laughs) you know and historically for me I've seen change because I did so you know you said you was 26 correct Oh, okay. <laughs> I say that because <laughs> that was that was very very deep, Moshe. And there are so so many things that you said in your response were very profound. And I mean, just you stating that there's more layers to that, but the fact that yeah, I totally agree with you in terms of there being um, so many lessons in these experiences that God gives us and. Right. I thought it was p- pretty significant that you said that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing if you're going through something that might just be difficult. It is a lesson with hardships that helps you to grow. It helps you to, you know, God to mold you in a way that he see fit and position you for whatever it is that he's doing in your life. So that's awesome. Okay. All right. Shout out to God. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. So I have a few more questions and then I will not take up any more of your time. 
Listen, we here. <laughs> great. I could talk all day about this type of topic, but you know, um, I don't. I know you don't have that time, and I know I don't have that time. <laughs> so, who is your hero, and why? We. It got to be somebody in my lifetime. It can be whomever you know, whoever is Man. significant to you. Um, to be honest, is is Moses. You know, uh, Moshe, you know, my name is, is Hebrew for Moses. And it's, it's like a check mark or we can say check. It's a check box for me, you know, because I had to learn in my life about representation, mm. you know, hence to the, like one of the first questions you asked me. Um, and this is ideas like, why do you care what people think? But even though it's layers to that, because representation is important. If right. you don't present yourself in a certain manner, then the world determines who you are. Mm. You know, um, that's deep. You could say, huh? That's deep. <laughs> yeah, for real. Because it's like you could say you this person, but based on your actions and based on how people label you, that's who you are in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. it's like. So you you can't be a self-proclaimed whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're yes, you gotta have stats, you gotta have, you gotta have um a backing to who you are. <clears throat> Therefore, I'm able to talk about being this character of a light because I got stats. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a backing to where. It could be checked. It could be approved. I'm not just saying, yeah, I'm this, I'm, amazing, I'm this amazing person. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't do that if it's not, if it's not true. If no, it can't be supported. You know. Um, so I say that to say, um, I wrote this. I wrote this rhyme, right? That it said, um, what I said. It said, I say my name whole weight, or they say my name whole weight but how can I live up to a prophet, mm. you know? And when you got the name like Moshe, it's like, oh, like even like I took a trip to Israel and it's like, everybody was surprised. Like, oh, what's your name? Like Moshe, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It was <laughs> and, surprised. Then, like, oh. yeah, yeah, like that's that's a serious name. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So when you're aware of the name that you're carrying, it's like, you got a, you got a bar you know, you got a representation to uphold. Right. Um, so he's my hero because he, that name alone keeps me in check. You and know? what does the name Moshe mean? Drawn from the waters. Okay. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting because I feel super connected with water. I don't know much about horoscopes, but I know cancers have something to do with water. You know, <laughs> um, I'm a cancer. Um, water, water always make me feel like grounded, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of water, you know, being malleable, like you could get poured into different vessels and you just take up on those things. Um, so I always felt connected with water. So it was, it was pretty impressive um, as you learn about yourself growing up. And okay. interesting, I'm about to give you the fun fact, the Easter egg. Because um, <laughs> I asked my mom one day, like, because my name is Moshe and one of my older brother's name is Joshua. Okay. But you know, historically, like Moses was older than Joshua right um but she said when i was when she was in labor that her water didn't burst so she went to the hospital and then they you know 
they took me out from the water. So drown from the waters. And, oh, yeah. that has a deeper, deeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And so that's my that's my hero. <laughs> well, first and foremost, thank you so much for painting that picture because that's that's deep. You you talk about my questions is deep, but that was pretty deep. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't think a lot of people, I won't say a lot of people, but nine times out of 10, we don't always think about the meaning of our names and what, how significant it is to our characteristics and stuff like that. So I think that I hope that people will now start to, you know, look up their names and see what type, how these, these names are connected to them and their characteristics. And like you said, Moshe, he he did a lot of great things. He was yeah. in a very um, powerful leadership position and he had to be a man of integrity. He definitely had to be a man of strength. And um, that, that was hard to lead a lot of people who were also kind of like rebellious and just wanted to do their own thing. I can understand yeah. how that's, that's, that's a, a huge name to, right. to carry. Okay, Moshe, so um, hmm. what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, man. I think, I think somebody asked me this this, this week, too. <laughs> um, man, once again, like these, these self-questions is tough. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I would say genuine, authentic, and forward thinking. Okay, I like that one. Forward, genuine and authentic are pretty straightforward. Yeah. But forward thinking, let's let's expound upon that just a little bit. Um, because it's it's <clears throat> it's this you know you know the quote it's not where you at but where you going. Mm, right. You yeah. know. Um, and once again, this is also a layered conversation because now is the most important time than anything, you know, so. It definitely like, feels that way. Huh? It definitely feels that way. Yeah, because you now determines the future, but yet your future is what we look forward to. Right. So it's like, it's this, it's like almost this loop of now and, and future. <laughs> like what the, whatever seeds you plant now is going to determine what you harvest in the future. Right. Okay. You know, so because I'm a forward thinker, I always, always consider the now. Mm. And um, I had a, I had a, I had a talk with my friend, Abosier. She's a chef. She's a cook. Uh, probably like a year ago. And it was on the topic of being present. And Ooh. yeah, <laughs> of being present and, you know, just really appreciating because with with being a forward thinking person, sometimes you you miss the in betweens because you're so focused on you know letter C when you miss A and B. Yeah. You know? um, right. And just learning learning that it is one and the same. You know, you have to plant that seed in the now, and that now determines it later. So um, that's something I, I had to really like hone in. It was like, word. I gotta, I gotta enjoy this now as much as the future and just always stay in that loop of enjoyment, you know? That must, I mean, I'm just kind of in awe because I feel like that's something I, I've 
been hearing a lot about just enjoying the presence, enjoying being present and just enjoying the process. Because like you said, a lot of us live in the past, a lot of us are living in the future, but if we don't stop to really enjoy the process, <clears throat> what it is that we are working on or working towards, you, you'll pass, it'll pass by and then you'll be looking back like, oh my goodness, I didn't even get the time to enjoy that yeah. specific experience in my life. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a terrible feeling too. Because you can't you can't relive certain things, you know? Right. So everything yeah. unique in its own. So it's like I think when when we get the opportunity to catch that, it's like we gotta hone it in and be like, word, like I gotta really start taking advantage of the now. Okay. Yeah. I think I have two more questions. This one is a little bit of a freestyle question. So I just want to know, like, what has your experience as, you know, a Black man, as a man of color, how has that impacted your life and just, you know, the decisions that you made and the things that you are trying to do? When you try to go. Mm. This is a, a super interesting question because and I hope people don't take this wrong when I say this, but I do not live as if black defines me. Okay. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> Once again, I'm thinking about going to school. Um, University of Buffalo, hundreds and thousands of students. And so you might find yourself in a classroom where you're the only black person. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to the classroom like, oh, I'm black. I'm the only black person. I'm just like, word, what are we learning? Okay. <laughs> you know, because I know why I'm there. You know, okay. I'm, not, I'm not concerned that I'm black. I understand the history of what's going on, but that's my concern is not to be that. You know what I mean? Like my concern is not worried on being black. It is what it is, you know? Um, so I don't, that's, it's, it's, it's tough. That's a, that's a tough question. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not aware at least right now on top of my head, if that hindered me from doing X, Y, and Z. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it hindered me. Um, I can't recall of a situation of somebody acting racist or else I would the story to be resulting in me breaking somebody's face, you know? <laughs> I that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's something, that's something I, I, I can't like tolerate. That's one of the things that like get me like riled up a little bit. Right. It's just like like racism. Yeah. You know, especially like like white hood racism, like and where, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of racism, like that, that that's that unleashed the beast. But um yeah, I don't I'm not really I'm not really sure. Like given obviously being from New York because of historically ancestrally how they was treated and you know I was I was born in a predicament I was born in a, a, a situation to where maybe I'm here because they was black 
you know, but my goal is to be, is just to become better. Your goal as a person is just to do better, be better. So um, maybe I'm living out the, the results of being black, but I'm definitely not moving forward carrying the black flag. I'm aware I'm black, but it's like, the fight wants to do for it what it do. The fight gonna do it itself. If I achieve this and it's, yeah, you achieved this and you were a black man, it's like, word. Let's do it. Like, let that be for motivation. But I'm not using that as fuel. And I don't know if that's that's being hateful on myself or whatever. Like, I don't I don't know. But I, I'm definitely not fueling myself like I'm black. So that's more power to me. And I'm about to like I know what time it is. You know, I know, I know we the person's got their foot on our neck, but I ain't I ain't I ain't I ain't using that. You feel me? I'm going where I need to go, you right. know. So I guess I just don't be thinking in in the black lens. Like I'm thinking on a, a character lens, you know, um, black, white, whatever, Spanish, Asian, like people need to move forward and people need to take care of their communities. And given the circumstances, I'm, I'm in a certain bubble, but it's like, I'm not living my life using that as an attachment, if that makes sense. No, that makes yeah. Perfect sense. I hope whoever read that they'll be like, what you trying to say? I don't get what you trying to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it is what it is. I mean, I feel first and foremost, I thank you for your transparency with that. And then I also believe that that's a very honest, that's an honest answer. And um <clears throat> I agree honestly with you in terms of your perspective that you're living your life through your character and not living it through a standpoint of, how can I put this? Because then again, I don't want people to take it the wrong way, but no. you're not allowing certain certain components and aspects of racism and things of that nature and just how you identify hinder mm. you from your progression as an individual and as, with, as a person who was created for a God-given purpose. So I totally get that. And I mean, I'm pretty sure some people will have a different opinion or a different perspective and to each his or her own. Yeah. But <laughs> I believe that was a, a well given response. And honestly, I totally believe in being open and progressing in a sense of um, we do have to keep moving forward. And we do have the opportunity to recreate a totally different reality from what our ancestors and things of that nature have experienced. So Thanks. kudos to you for being on that path. Thank you. Listen, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a stop my screen real quick. I gotta run to the stove. Okay. I'm right back. Okay. All right, you can continue talking. I can hear you still. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> So my, I guess this would be my last question, Moshe. Um, what type of legacy would you like to leave this world with and why? What type of legacy? Um, what type of legacy? Just, just to, just to do good and be good, live good, do good for yourself, do good for your family, um, do good for the people that's around you, 
just being an upstanding person, you know, um, simply just because it's about life and legacy to me. You know, this world is about life and legacy and um, just doing the best that you can. Therefore, when you when you leave this earth, you know, your legacy carry on. Like, yo, that was really a good person or this person changed my life. And now I'm dedicated to changing other people's lives because I see the importance and the impact that that those characteristics did for me, you know? Because um, changing lives is so important and being good to people and positive and like- Yeah. Just, yeah, once again, just being a light, so to sum that up, it's just like being a light, like being being this this ultimate resource. And it don't have to be financially, it could be like spiritually, it could be like mentally, being this person who's beneficial, you know, cause we got too many bots in this world, you know, mm-hmm. we got a lot of bots. <laughs> just, just a lot of here. Yeah, it's just people that's here. And it's like, you just, you just existing, but are you living, you know, one of those situations and, I want to, I want to live, you know what I mean? I just don't want to be an existing physical figure. So I want to do things and be impactful, you know? Okay. That makes me think of this quote. I might butcher it a little bit, but it talked, it said something along the lines of people will forget what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also think if you do like right and stuff like that they'll be able to remember some of the things you said but ultimately what you're saying what I'm hearing is that you know how you impact and what you do and how you touch people whether it be spiritual financial and uh, any other type of way Mm -hmm. that leaves the mark for your legacy 100% yeah life and legacy that's that's what you're here for well, Moshe, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, I guess I just want to know, is there anything that you want to leave the viewers with? Man, just be a good person. You know, what I live by is a quote. Be a blessing to someone today. You know, um, I live by that quote. I probably, I probably had that quote attached to me for like five six years now wow and yeah and i that's that's what i live by you know and being a blessing can be in any form you know so just be impactful that's that's what i that's what i gotta say be impactful i love it thank you moshe thank you so much <laughs> yeah I, thank you I, well so I'm, I'm just going to wrap this up. Thank you again for being a part of the Peace and Preparation Absolutely. of God podcast. Again, this is Moshe. And I will definitely be putting Moshe's Instagram so you can kind of follow him and uh, get some more information about how he's being a light and impacting the world. Yes. And thank you for your time, Moshe. Absolutely. Thank you for this platform. Um, thank you for the things that you're doing. Thank you for being a light. Thank you for reaching out, you know, um, and your vision. We will see your vision, you Thank know. Thank you. I, I appreciate that because I definitely can use that encouragement. <laughs> no, for sure. We, you're going to see it because, you know, what you're doing right now is the action of doing, you know. Um, 
some people have thoughts and other people put it into action and you're putting it into action. So I got to give you your, your flowers for that because you're doing it, you know. Um, you you brought, brought up the idea. Um, you asked me to do a logo for you. I did it and, you know, you, you're utilizing. So that's, that's your flowers. Thank you, Moshe. Absolutely.